BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hello, everybody. Whoa, let me turn my mic down because I'm echoing in my ears. Hello, everybody. How's everybody doing? Welcome back to a new episode of The Bad Broadcast. I am your controversial girl boss in charge, Maddie Murphy. I know you all wish that Lucy were back. I also wish that I was with Lucy right now. Also, is it Lucy were here, were back, was back? I don't know. I know you wish that I was joined by Lucy. I also wish that I was joined by Lucy, but we press on in the face of adversity and it is just me this week, but I think we're still going to have a good time. That episode last week was such a fun one to record. It was so easy. We could have done another four hours. So please go bully Lucy into coming onto the podcast more. Anyway, is everybody geared up for the holidays? I think this comes out the week of, yeah, the week of Thanksgiving. I love the holidays, but they are stressy. They can also be depressing. I get it. Some people have a really tough time with the holidays. They can be overwhelming. People have issues with, you know, family stuff, all of that. And if you're one of those people who have a tough time over the holidays, just know that I see you. I love you. I'm so sorry. And I hope that you can get through these next few weeks with as little pain as possible. And if you're just cruising on through the holidays, uh, happy holidays. All right. Anyway, how are you doing? Good? Doing all right? All right. That's good. I'll tell you how everyone who cares about Taylor Swift tickets is doing. Not well, bitch. I did not get pre-sale. I didn't get in with my Capital One card. I'm recording this before Friday when the other sale starts, but I probably didn't get tickets then either. It's a whole mess. So please check on the, the Swifties in your life because none of us are happy and none of us are doing okay. Just kidding. I did see a couple of girls I follow got like amazing tickets in amazing cities and I wish I could say I'm happy for them, but I'm not. I'm actually very mad at you. If you're listening to this and I follow you on Instagram, and you posted your ticket. I do not wish you well, and I do not wish you happy holidays. So before we begin our topic for today, which I'm very excited about, let's talk about some pop culture. I'm not really like the pop culture reporter, but I like to touch on the important things. And this week we have a very important topic to discuss, and that is the fact that Princess Diaries 3 was officially confirmed. A few things I want to say. First of all, thank you. Thank you to whatever higher power made this movie happen. Second, you guys know the girl who sings Supergirl? It's the first song in the first movie. 
where she's sitting at her windowsill and she opens the windows. You guys know it's not on Spotify. Don't look. I already checked. She is writing the script for Princess Diaries 3, which I think is pretty amazing. Isn't that cool? Um, They also have not confirmed if Julie Andrews will be in it. And honestly, at this rate, you know, we lost Betty White. We lost the Queen. We really only have Maggie Smith, Judy Dench, and Julie Andrews left. And if we lose Julie before number three, I might have to riot or sue or burn this country to the ground. That's really the only piece of current pop culture that I really care about right now, to be totally honest. So let's get into what we're talking about today. Our topic, we haven't done a listener submitted topic in a couple of weeks because we did our Lucy episode and then we did our Mary Kane Ashley deep dive. So glad to be getting back into the swing of things. But I am your pseudo big sister. Your words, not mine. I didn't declare myself that. You did. Also, some of you are probably my age or older than me, but for the sake of the show today, I am playing the role of wise big sister because it's time for round two of Is This Ick? Now, what is Is This Ick? Well, first of all, let's start off with the concept of the ick, which I feel like at this point I could write a dissertation about, but the ick is a feeling. It's a feeling in our body that transcends this realm. It transcends our our mortal reality because there's not really a real definition of it, you know, but you just kind of know it when you feel it. It's kind of like wind or diarrhea. You just know when you get that feeling in your stomach. But for those of you that do need a definition of the ick, if you are, I mean, I've never met anybody who hasn't experienced the ick, but if you just don't know what it is, I actually got a very wonderful submission that summed it up pretty perfectly. The submission says this. I need to start with this. I hate when people confuse icks with turnoffs. An ick is something that makes you less attracted, even though it doesn't necessarily make sense. For example, being rude to a waiter isn't an ick, it's a turnoff. But so many people say that that's their ick. It becomes an ick when it's a totally normal thing that just makes you see them differently, despite it not making sense. I got the ick because a guy wore sunglasses on his head. Another time, it was the way he grabbed the popcorn out of the bucket at a movie. Can't explain why, but that's what makes it an ick. Rant over. Thank you. Thank you for submitting that. You must be a millennial because you ended it with rant over, and that is a very millennial thing to do. So that, yeah, that's kind of the summary of the ick. And I will say some of these submissions that we have are turnoffs. They're not necessarily icks. I tried to pick ones that were strictly icks strictly ickly, but I just thought that some of the turnoffs were just too good not to discuss. So I I wanted to talk about them. Admittedly, I think that a lot of people think that icks only apply to men, but you will see as we discuss in this episode, I have a lot of icks that I give myself. I actually, there were some that were pointed out to me today that I didn't know that I did. Not directly at me. They didn't say like, you give me the ick when you do this. It's just like they were talking about icks that they have. And I'm like, yeah, I definitely do that. So it's a it's a gender neutral term. I'm not just hating on the things men do. It's also not my fault that men do things that are more icky than women. Anyway, we're going to roll with it. I also want to go over our previous scale or like chart of how we graded things because last time we did an is this ick episode, I I think I put things on a scale of 1 to 5. And I'm going to do that again today, and it's probably like pretty similar to what I did last time, but I'm just going to go over what each ick level is in the grading scale. So I'm going to read the ick, we're going to discuss it, and then I'm going to give it a grade. 
or like a level. Do, do you know what I mean? Here's here's what each step of the grading scale looks like. So it goes from one to five and ick level one is mild at most. You can laugh it off. No big deal. It's just kind of a quirk. It's a funny quirk, I would say. Ick level two is worth taking pause. It's definitely worth a discussion. It's worth a mention. Hopefully that person can joke about it, be self-aware, and it can reduce it to a one. But it's it's worth noticing. It's worth, you know, talking to the person or maybe to your friends behind their back. Either way, levels one and two are not deal breakers. Level three, and by the way, this is based on real science, studied and peer-reviewed by me and only me. <laughs> Level three can go either way. It can be a deal breaker or not, depending on what else they're bringing to the table. So I would have to maybe know more about the situation or the person in question to decide whether or not it is a deal breaker. Sometimes I get submissions that are like, he is perfect. He does everything right. I love him. I'm happy. All these things. But, you know, he does this one thing. I would give that a level three and I would leave that up to you to decide, or you can give me more context if you want to. <laughs> level four is where the deal breakers begin. Ick level four is bad enough that you can't look past it. It's not something that you can just laugh off. It's not something that you can maybe even bring up to them. It could be like part of their personality. It could be something that they're never going to stop doing. It could be something that you've pointed out and they don't see anything wrong with it. Those are ick level fours. Now, ick level five is reserved for the worst of the worst. People who spit in a cup next to their bed. People with dirty fingernails. War criminals. You get it. The worst of the worst deserve ick level fives. I don't know how many we have in here. We're just going to have to proceed. I, I wrote these all down and now I can't remember which ones have which score, but I will be scoring them appropriately and the bad news is that you have to listen to me because I invented this scale and I'm a qualified doctor. So let's begin. Let me slide into my sexy judge garb and get ready to tell you the answer to your burning question this week of, is this ick? All right. First up, our first date was a group reenactment of the Hunger Games. It was his idea and he planned the whole thing. He was a nice guy, but I could not get over it. So this is probably more of a turnoff than a nick. I don't know. Feels like it could go both ways because it's definitely specific behavior. It's not like something normal, but it also feels icky. But here's where I'm at on this. Hunger Games is like a, it's a game where you murder each other. So what was the reenactment of this like? Was there violence? If you were able to physically harm each other, I could maybe be into it. Sounds kind of dope. If you were not, sounds lame as hell. But also, is it more of like Hunger Games tag? Like maybe you sit in a group and a few people volunteer as tributes and then you watch those like eight people play tag until they die. Maybe that's what she means. But let me go on a little tangent here about Hunger Games. I don't know if, if I've discussed Hunger Games on the podcast before, but I always put Hunger Games in the same realm as like Twilight and divergent like those movies like so bad that they're painful and within the pain there's a lot of laughs like that's that's what I considered Hunger Games but I think I might be alone in that and I think that there's people out here feeling like Hunger Games is more of a Harry Potter level story which really caught me off guard because I don't like Hunger Games and I'll tell you why clearly the author only had one book planned out 
And it kind of it feels reminiscent of like a uh, Handmaid's Tale. Like Handmaid's Tale, I don't know if anybody knows this, but the book ends at the end of season one. I'm not saying that Handmaid's Tale is bad or that it's the same thing as as Hunger Games. I'm just saying it's the same concept. So they had like one, you know, one book planned out. There wasn't supposed to be a sequel. So it seems like maybe she took a page out of the old Stephanie baseball loving Myers book and just went with whatever her brain created in her dreams because the rest of the Hunger Games books are so whack and have so many random details that do not tie in at all to the first book. And that is probably my number one pet peeve in any media, in movies or books. I hate when there's just a random detail that has no correlation to anything that happened earlier. I understand that you got to keep the story like beefy and you got to keep it going. You got to add characters and things like that. But with Hunger Games, it felt just it just didn't feel right. It didn't sit right in my heart. So I don't know. By book three, felt like we were on a new planet in Hunger Games and I'm not into it. I don't think the movies are very good. I'm so sorry. I should give them another shot. I should. I promise I will. I'm sure there's somebody out there yelling at me through their speaker saying, but you got to look at it from this perspective. And if you are that person, I promise you, I will look at it from a new perspective if you have a new one to offer me. But I will never get over the name PETA. Just name him Peter. There is no reason for you to name him PETA. It's not a cooler name. It's not a more hard-hitting name. He actually sounds like a giant loser. Just name him Peter, okay? Anyway, I rule the Hunger Games reenactment date a level four ick. Deal breaker. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is brought to you by Brightbox. Oh, Brightbox, a brand I love so dearly. I have loved working with Brightbox. Before I even started working with Brightbox, I would use them when I had a friend who just got married, just had a baby, just graduated, maybe is going through a breakup. I always sent them Brightboxes because it is the best way to become everybody's favorite person. They are the most affordable care packages on the market with curated boxes starting at just $10. There's tons of curated options, including the bad broad box that I curated specially for you. I literally sat down and I thought about you, you specifically, what would you like in a care package? And I put that all in a box and now you can buy it. Also, I mean, my box is pretty top notch, but if you feel like it, you can also create your own totally custom box from Brightbox's favorite goodies, including fun treats, candles, beauty essentials, pocket crystals, and more. It was so fun to go to their warehouse and I picked everything out. I really did. I They laid it all out on a table and I picked out things one by one. Then I got to package a few of them. I got to sign a couple of cards. It was a good time. Their team is amazing. They do such a good job and it makes people just feel thought of and feel special when you send them something like a bright box. So visit brightboxes.com. That's B-R-I-G-H-T boxes. It's plural. So Make sure you don't just do Brightbox. Brightboxes.com to check out the Bad Broad box and use the code BADBROAD for free shipping on any Brightbox. Again, that's brightboxes.com, code BADBROAD. This episode of the Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Dipsy. All right, time to talk about sex. Do I have your attention? Perfect. Research shows that sex is as mental as it is physical. So you need more than just the tools. You need more than a vibrator. You need more than just the mechanics of it. You know what I mean? You need something in your brain to help get you there. 
You know what I mean? If you dog-eared that one sexy chapter in a book or maybe you have a scene from a movie that you think about a lot, we call these things spank banks. However, Dipsy can help you get there in a new way. With Dipsy, you can skip straight to the good parts. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. Women just get women. You know what I mean? Dipsy brings stories to life and they're also radically inclusive and they have stories for every type of person and sexuality. New content is released every week. So in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy stories that you can read. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore those fantasies, relax and unwind, or even heat things up with a partner. So for listeners of The Bad Broadcast, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash bad. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash bad. One more time, that is dipsystories.com slash bad. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Next, she says, this one is very timely because my husband just informed me that he was the lone guy at the front. Sorry, there's I record in this little booth and there's a door and sometimes people walk really close to the door and like linger. And I don't know if they need me to open the door. I don't know what's going on. Okay. All right. He left. Okay. She says, this is very timely because my husband just informed me that he was the lone guy on the front row of the jazz basketball game yelling mashed potatoes at the players who were doing a free throw to try and trip them up. And what's worse is that he bragged about it and he thinks it's hilarious. Oh, sports fans. Oh, sports fans. What are we going to do with sports fans? Self-respect goes right out the window when people start cheering for other adults playing sports ball. There has to be a correlation between being a sports fan and having the ability to revert back to being a child. Because if that wasn't the case, how did Frisbee become a professional sport? Also, video games. That is very much a professional sport. I mean, sport is a loose definition here, but you can play video games professionally. Anyway, I have more to say about this this whole sports thing, but let me rank this ick first. Being the person who yells at the players to distract him is an ick level two. Yelling mashed potatoes is ick level three, and doing it shamelessly is an ick level four. Sorry, you have to divorce him. I don't make the rules. I actually do. I made all of them. Okay, so when I was doing this and I was looking for a uh, I was looking for other weird sports that were professional because I was looking up if like Frisbee was really a professional sport. It is, by the way. And I found a bunch of other weird sports. So I'm going to tell you what these weird sports are. Just found this random blog that talks about weird sports. Okay, the first one is the Cooper's Hill Cheese Rolling and Wake. This small regional event in Gloucester, England, has gained international notoriety for its high speed, intensity, and number of injuries. The rules are simple. 
chase the round of cheese down the hill and the first person to the bottom wins. See, children invent these games and then we pay people. There's also (laughs) in Finland, there's a sport called wife carrying, which is exactly what it sounds like. This Finnish sport gives a whole other meaning to the term the old ball and chain. In teams of two, the male carries the female. Competitors race to see who can finish, no pun intended, an obstacle course. Dropping the wife is not recommended. Why'd they say no pun intended? That really made it seem like there was a sexual aspect. Also, I'm a gal who is uh, petite. I don't have a problem with it. I'm just giving you a visual. I am not a petite person, and I'm not like smaller than my husband, which there is something about that social norm that feels like we cannot break out of it. I'm, I'm, Matt is barely, see, I'm like defending it right now. Matt is a little bit taller than me, but if he had to carry me around an obstacle course, he would tear both ACLs and no longer have a functional spine. I can guarantee it. All of those funny little TikTok trends of like throwing your wife around and like dancing and dipping, like not in my future, not in, that's not my journey. It's not my journey to be hoisted by my husband. Okay, the next um, the next weird sport is, I hope I'm saying this right, Bo Taoshi from Japan. It's It says, think Jenga, capture the flag, and battle royale. This Japanese sport pits two teams of 75 players against one another in an epic fight to bring the other team's pole down. Cool. Uh, in Yemen, they have camel jumping. It's exactly what it sounds like. In England, they have professional toe wrestling. Now with that one, I think I could do. I got bunion surgery and not to brag, I'm pretty flexible down there. There's chess boxing, which is an international sport. And it means that you, let's see, I'm reading this as I go. Competitors fight in alternating rounds of chess and boxing. Okay, weird. In England, they have underwater hockey. Like, do you get where I'm going with this? Like there is something that switches in people's brains when they're playing a sport that they become children. And I'm here for it. I, I think we're all healing a lot of inner child things lately. And if participating in the man versus horse marathon in Wales helps you do that, you do you, babe. I'm here to help you. Also, a lot of people play Quidditch, like a lot of people, which is alarming. Okay. I think I graded that one. Yes, I did. Let's go on to our next one. My partner cooks hot dogs in the toaster. He says it gets them crispier faster than doing it on a pan. (laughs) So as much as I hate this, it's probably a pretty good idea. Wait, no, it's actually not a good idea because how would one get a hot dog in the bread sized slit? Oh, I hate the word slit. I don't hate a lot of words, but that is up there. Bread sized opening. Oh, he probably cuts it down the middle like they do at that one restaurant. They slice it and they make it flat so they can grill it. That's probably what it does. But doesn't it drop hot dog water into the crumb tray or like grease? I hate the visual that this is giving me. Hot dogs are so gross and I enjoy them with my whole being. I found a corn dog food truck the other day. Oh my gosh. It felt like I had found the promised land. It was dipped in this batter that was, it tasted like it was a donut. It tasted like it was wrapped in a crispy, like old-fashioned donut. You know, those ones that are just crispy and sweet. That was what this batter was like. Also, it's a very common dum-dum club submission that people don't realize that things are called corn dogs or that corn dogs are called corn dogs because they are dogs dipped in cornbread batter and deep fried. That's why they're called corn dogs. I almost said corn holes, corn dogs in your hole. So 
okay, let me let me grade this one. Honestly, I'm going to give it a Nick level one because I think it's innovative and I also like hot dogs, so I can't judge it too harshly. Ick level one. All right, let's keep the ball rolling. These are some of my favorite episodes to judge people on. We do like the Judge Maddie episodes. We also have a small scale drama episode coming up next week. And I love doing those. But something about deciding whether or not things are ick because they're so subjective. And I like just shoving my opinions down people's throats. Why else would I start a podcast? (laughs) All right. This person's ick is that they won't gossip with you. I could not agree with this more. I hate when people try to be better than me because they don't gossip about people. All right. Like there's this person on TikTok who goes over boundary phrases. They say that they're like a boundary coach. Like they give you lines that you can say when somebody comes to you with something that you don't want to talk about or it's like over your boundaries. And I think that in it's supposed to be helpful. I think at its core, it's probably helpful for some people. But ironically, I think to the vast majority of us, it is the least helpful and most bizarre advice I've ever heard. And they are phrases I would never in a million years say to anyone. And if anyone said them to me, I would be so obscenely offended. Like one of one of their lines is like and I'll give you a couple examples of phrases that they say are boundary phrases. One of them is, "Ooh, I am not the right person for you to say that to. Like, imagine you go to your best friend and you're like, listen, I need to vent. And then at the end of your venting, they go, oh, I am not the right person for you to tell that to. OK, you are unsafe. You are now an unsafe person in my life. The next one that they've said before is a boundary phrase is that's really out of character for you to say something like that. Are you OK? That is so offensive to me. <laughs> I would literally rather be called any insult in the book then have one of my friends come to me and say, yeah, you, that's really not something that you would normally say. First of all, yes, it is. I have a whole podcast about it. Okay. It is exactly like something that I would say. Sometimes I will just throw that out to my friends just to, just to see how they react. Like they'll be venting to me and I'll be like, this is really out of character for you. Are you okay? It, it, it could ruin lives and friendships and countries if we let that go too far. I just, I hate when people are saying things that insinuate that they are on the moral high ground there just because they don't gossip. Because need I remind you that according to science and other scientists, gossip is why our species survived. Okay. Read Sapiens. I didn't, but it talks about it in that. So shut up and tell me what you hate about the person that I also hate. All right. Be an adult. Ick level three, because you know, it depends on what else I'm being lenient because I know people like this and I really love them a lot and it's probably a good quality but I still wish, I still wish that they would, they would engage in some gossip with me. Okay, next one. I was on a date last week and we went and got lunch. We had matched on a dating app literally an hour before and he messaged me to see if I want to grab lunch. I had the day off and I wasn't doing anything. So we decided on a place and met there. I was also hopeful because most guys I've met on dating apps just want one thing and it's not lunch in the middle of the day. This dude was on his phone the whole time and kept tell me, telling me, that he was waiting for his new modeling agency to reach out to schedule a time to meet and talk shoots. He didn't seem interested in talking about anything I brought up and instead continued to make the conversation about himself and how many modeling gigs he's done. Towards the end of lunch, he started asking me about the guys that I've been with. So if anyone has a nice man ages 22 to 27, girl, that window is way too small. Way too small. You got to up that by at least, You could date a 37-year-old. I'm going to say if anybody has any man ages 22 to 37, 
let this girl know. She actually gave me her Instagram, but I probably shouldn't put that on the podcast. But yeah, oh, my dream. Okay, this is a side note before I talk about this because I do have a slight rant. I'm manifesting for myself hosting a dating show for you guys. Like, I don't know how to make this happen. Maybe somebody out there, if, if you know how to do this, please let me know. I want to interview men for my listeners because I want to set you guys up on dates, but I want to be in charge of who you allow yourself to go on a date with. And I want to ask them like, you know, all the questions we talk about on on the podcast, things that they should know. Do they know another female comedian besides Amy Schumer? You know, do they want is their first is their idea of a first date coming over at 11? Things like that. I want to be the one to ask them so that I can set you up on dates with appropriate men. Anyway, let's talk about this girl's date. Listen up. You gave me the ick when I read this because you had a day off and you had nothing to do and spur of the moment you went on a middle of the day date. That is behavior I could I could never do. Could not be me. Could not be me because my days off are literally the most jam-packed days of my life and they're full of absolutely nothing and I will not sacrifice that for anyone. If I have nothing on my schedule, sorry, can't hang out, super busy. I have no meetings and no work. Nope, can't fit you in between my sessions of doing absolutely nothing. So I don't agree with your decision to get out of bed on your day off. And it makes me kind of disappointed and mad at you, but I get it. You felt like maybe he was a good guy because he was asking for a lunch date. I also just don't really know how I feel about male models because once they've like, but once they've like reached fame and they're like su- successful in being a male model, modern <laughs> model, it's not ick. You know, there's a lot of professional male models that seem cool, kind of, I guess. They make good money, they're famous, whatever. But an aspiring male model, oh, that feel, it's like an aspiring DJ. It's rough. I get it. And maybe that's that's wrong of me to judge people for just chasing their dreams. But like get there faster, you know, like if you're going to have an embarrassing dream, like make sure you get famous really fast because the rest of us are getting icked out by your aspirations. <laughs> oh, that's not even true. But I uh, I do kind of feel that way about about modeling male models, at least. If you have a dream, please chase it. You're making me very proud. I, I am trying to do that, but i too lazy and too embarrassed of myself. All right, let's go on to, oh wait, let me rank that. Okay, I'm going to rank that. I'm going to give that an ick level. I'm going to give it an ick level three. Ick level three just needs some more context and need to know a little bit more about him. But again, it's up to you if it's a deal breaker. That's the catch with level three. And it's sounding like it was. So it sounds like to her, it got upped to an ick level four. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is brought to you by Ritual. Gaps in your diet should not be ignored, and that includes your vitamins. Over 97% of women aged 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet, and 95% are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. One time I went to the doctor and he tested my vitamin D and he was like, have you ever heard of the sun? Have you ever been outside? Have you ever eaten an orange? And the answer to both of those questions was no. And that was when I found out that I was extremely deficient in vitamin D. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill those nutrient gaps in the diets of women 18 and older. It's formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. 
Also, let me throw down a little science for you. Ritual invested in a gold standard university-led clinical trial to prove the impact of essential for women 18 plus multivitamin. And the results were that it was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. The clinical study was also published in leading scientific journal Frontiers in Nutrition. Ritual is also committed to third-party testing from USP and the non-GMO project. It's got trace and vegan-friendly ingredients, and always clear communication. Absolutely no shady stuff. So right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off of your first three months. Go to ritual.com slash bad and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash bad. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi, I'm Eileen Kelly, and I'm the host of Going Mental. After struggling with these incredible highs of a booming career and then the unbelievable lows of losing my mental health, I voluntarily admitted myself to a psychiatric hospital. I ended up staying over five months learning not only how to better manage my symptoms, but also just get my life back on track. So I'm here to say that no matter where you are, you're not alone. On my show, Going Mental, I'm going to be talking to guests about their own mental health journeys, as well as talking to professionals. New episodes every Thursday, and you can find Going Mental on Dear Media anywhere you listen to podcasts. Going Mental all of the time. Okay, next one. They said, my best friend and I made a list. So she she gave me a list. There were a bunch on there that were repeats from last time or this time or just ones that I've seen. But I picked a couple that I really thought were funny. Uh, the first one is when they say across instead of across, like sitting across the aisle. I get that. I totally get that. That is ick level three for me because it's embarrassing and stupid. All right. The next one, they said when they say that little women was hard to understand. <laughs> That is an ick level four. And then the last one they sent in said, ordering soda at an international style restaurant. And I, I kind of want to, I want to open this up to the crowd because I love a few things in life. You know, I love the people in my life. I love naps. I love my job, all that. But I don't love anything the way I love a Diet Coke with Mexican food. I don't know like anything about wine pairings, but I do know one thing. Diet Coke pairs perfectly with a little squeeze of lime and a hearty Mexican meal. It also pairs perfectly with a savory breakfast. Breakfast bagels, sausage, egg, and cheese, it must be had with a Diet Coke. So ordering soda at an international style restaurant, maybe I don't, maybe I don't get it. Maybe I'm like missing context or something, but it seems like just going to an international, like any, like any food that's international, they can't order soda. I don't know. I have some pushback on that one. So I don't even think it belongs on the X scale. I'm very sorry to say. I'm sorry to disappoint, but that's kind of how I feel about that one. Okay, next one. Uh, She gave me her pronouns, which are she, her. She said, I can't stand his feet. I love everything about him and I want to spend my life with him. We've been dating for three years now, but I feel physically unattracted to him when he takes his socks off. I don't think his feet are disgusting. I mean, they look like normal man feet, 
but I can't do it. If he's got his dogs out while we're together, I usually try to cover them up with a blanket or ask him to put socks on. (laughs) It's so weird. And I feel like such an asshole. I wonder if maybe my brain is just trying to self-sabotage myself from being 100% content in this happy relationship. When he comes around barefoot, I can't, barefoot, (laughs) barefoot, I can't help but ick. So this one definitely falls into the turnoff category, not necessarily the ick. Well, actually, I might take that back because it is normal behavior to like have feet and they are bugging you. So maybe it is an ick. But here's my advice. I'm just going to give it to you straight. If you're judging any man off of his feet, if that's like if that's what's keeping you from being with this person long term, you will never end up with a man. I, I don't understand. OK, so there's this trend going around. It's on TikTok. I've seen it on Instagram everywhere where men admittedly. OK, listen, men. I need you to listen up. If you are a dad broad and you are listening to this podcast right now, you need to be washing your ass crack. Okay. You need to be scrubbing it. You need to be getting very personal with yourself. Additionally, you need to be scrubbing your feet. The water running down your back and into your crack and you standing in the shower, do not wash those two very dirty, might I add, body parts. Okay, your butthole is a dirty, dirty place and you need to be washing it. Turn to your text, your significant other, turn to your male partner right now and say, do you wash your butt crack thoroughly? Do you do you put soap on a on a I hope none of us are using loofahs. Please never use loofahs. They are full of bacteria and disgusting disease. Get a a scrubby brush or like one of those glove things. You need to be putting soap on your hand and you need to be scrubbing. You need to be scrubbing front to back, okay? You need to be getting all the parts. You need to be doing that. It is not okay. It is, it is a war crime to go about your life with an unwashed ass crack. And I'm adding feet into that because a lot of men in my life have told me that they don't lift their foot off of the ground to scrub the bottom of it. They just let the water hit it and it's not enough. You're not doing enough. Okay. Be cleaner and it will make you a better person inside and out. Um, all right. Where was I? Why was I talking? Oh yeah. I don't know what to rank this because I think that it's a problem among many men in, you know, across the world, across the board. But I do think that dirty, weird feet, well, she said they're not dirty. So he just, her problem is that he just has feet. And that seems to be a real, a real problem for her. But having feet is probably an ick level one. If he has dirty feet, then we can talk. But if he's just bopping around with two feet, you got, you got to let that go. You got to let that one go. He, he can't do anything about that. And yeah, feet are gross. You might just not like feet. So uh, don't end your relationship over that, please. Okay, another one about cleanliness. This one weirds me out. She said, "I'm so in love with this man, but he only takes baths." That's all he does. He doesn't shower. He just takes baths every day every day to get clean. He always smells good and is clean, but like, no. Again, it's probably a turnoff. But again, you're not clean enough. If you're only bathing, you should only bathe if a shower came before or directly after it. I think there's a Will, is it Will Farrell who talks about it? Sitting in your own broth, like just cooking cooking in your own broth, you need to be, you need to be taking care of that. Baths are not for clean cleanliness. Baths are not for cleanliness. They are for relaxation. Please shower more. Please scrub your crack. Okay, next one. He refuses to eat any other ice cream than blue cotton candy. 
Oh, this was me at age eight. It was, admittedly, which means it's ick level probably three. If you go on a date with somebody and they start doing things that you haven't done since you were a child, that needs to be evaluated heavily. This one, when they make sure that when they make sure that I needed to emphasize that when they make sure that the Costco person sees their Costco card as they enter. Also, you're just you're so right about this. You're so right. Why are they not playing a cooler with the Costco lady? Also, do they even check? I feel like I've snuck into Costco so many times. They don't really look. I feel like I've held up my driver's license before. Like cause sometimes I'm just printing photos on like somebody else's account or something and I just need to go pick them up and I don't have a Costco card on me. And I don't feel like they really look. They really need to up their security detail at Costco if they want to start kicking people out. That would be crazy. That'd be crazy if Costco became like militarized and they started like really like laying down the law about people who could and could not come into the store. I bet that's happening. I bet that's happening soon. I bet as the the apocalypse nears and we're fighting over, you know, bulk pasta and laundry detergent. I bet we're going to need we're going to need some martial law over at Costco. Anyway, that, that got weird. The next one. Oh, wait, I didn't even rank either of these. The bath one is ick level four. Oh, the ice cream one. That's ick level three. And then the Costco person one. I mean, realistically, it's ick level three, but I wish I could give it a five. This next one confused me. And I hope that you all try this out with me because the ick that was submitted was that when people sniff with their mouth open. I can't even do that. I can't do both. I can't do both. My mouth has to be closed. (laughs) Sorry, that's probably not that fun to listen to in a microphone, but try doing it. Open your mouth and sniff in through your nose. Yeah, it doesn't. I can't do it. So I don't know. Feels like maybe you guys are just messing with me at this point. You guys are just submitting random things that people aren't even capable of doing. But if they do do that, I guess it would be gross. I guess I've seen little kids do it, so it must be possible. Yeah, ick level, ick four. Things with like bodily fluids, spit, like loogies, boogers, things like that. It's hard to look past. I I get that, especially because you're kissing them a lot. This next one is seems like a crime, not an ick. They say he and his mom talking a baby voice to each other. Yep, that will be my first ick level five. Only because it does feel like it should be illegal in at least a few states. Talking to your mom in a baby voice. Don't get me started. We have we have talked long and hard about mothers and their weird relationships with their sons. So I don't even want to go there, but I am awarding that. I don't know if it's an award or a punishment, but they are definitely getting an ick level five. Next one. This is about me, not a significant other. I respond sincerely and earnestly to influencer slash celebrity question boxes, and I send them DMs regularly. It usually goes unseen or left on red, but I just keep doing it. It's never anything shady. If anything, it's too wholesome. <laughs> I give myself I give myself the ick when I do it. I never tell my husband, even if they respond to my question, because I feel like he would get the ick if he knew. Is it truly ick? Hmm. I'm going to have to sit with this one for a little bit because on the receiving end of very earnest messages from strangers, they are really nice. Like, I appreciate them 
so much when people just send me sincere messages or things that they liked about the episode or whatever. That is like the best thing in the world. Sometimes I get weird DMs. Those ones I could do without. But the nice, earnest ones, the wholesome ones, I I like those. So I'm not even going to say that it's ick because I don't know. I get what you're saying that it's embarrassing, but I'm going to go with not truly ick. I'm actually going to go with roastable. That's that's my like it's not an ick. Like it's not a turn off. It shouldn't make anybody look at you differently. But like if you and I were sitting down at a Comedy Central roast, I would definitely bring up the fact that you earnestly DM a lot of celebrities. And it would be funny and then we would laugh after. So that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at with that. I do not believe that it's ick. Okay, next one. Hi Maddie, love you and the podcast. I suffer from frequent cases of the ick, but this one is the most specific and unconventional. This one is wild, you guys. This one took me took me so off guard, caught me off guard. Um, I dated a boy a few years ago and we ended up breaking up for a couple of reasons, but I think everything started to go downhill one day when he picked me up to drive me to the airport and offered to take my suitcase down the steps from my apartment to the car. I had been rolling the suitcase out the door so he so the extendable suitcase handle was up. And instead of lowering it, he just grabbed the handle attached directly to the suitcase, the fabric handle, and he left the extendable handle up as he took the suitcase down the stairs. I realize this is probably a very normal thing for people to do, and he probably didn't want to lower the extendable handle for the short trip down the 10 steps from my apartment. But for some reason, in that moment, this became an irreversible ick that I have not been able to shake since. I even gave myself the ick when I do it. I want to emphasize that this is not the reason that we broke up, but it certainly didn't help his situation. <laughs> I do not. This is this is true ick. This is the true definition of what an ick is. Something that makes absolutely no sense. I literally don't know anybody who wouldn't do it that way. I actually feel like it would be more common to get the ick if they take the time to put the handle down carry it down the steps and then put it back up. That feels ickier to me. Sometimes when we get the ick, it's probably that you just don't like them that much, which, which to me feels like it probably happened here because this is for sure ick level one at most, probably lower because the fact that he carried your suitcase for you is definitely doing him some favors on the scale. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. That is the weirdest, the weirdest submission of an ick I've ever had. However, that is what makes it an ick when it's so normal that it's weird that you're getting turned off by it. So I get it. All right, let's keep going. We have a we have a lot more. Let's kind of I'm I'll be quicker. I'll be quicker. I promise. Okay, this one says this is a past thing that happened to me, and I thought it was an ick, but others think it's cute, and I'm confused. So he said that he didn't know what he'd do without me, couldn't be without me, etc. To me, that made me feel insanely anxious and like I had no choice but to be in the relationship, even when I didn't want to. But whenever someone says it in a movie, everyone's like, oh, he's so sweet. So I'm confused. Or maybe I'm just heartless. Heartless. You tell me. I guess it depends on like the context of what he's saying. I mean, if he's seriously telling you like, I will not be okay without you, that makes sense why it makes you anxious. If he's saying like, I don't know what I'd do without you. Like if and it's kind of like funny and sweet, that might make you the monster here. <laughs> so. So I would I'm going to give that a three just because I do need some more context. This next one got me got me really confused because she said 
My ex used flushable wipes exclusively, no toilet paper. Whenever I would pee at his house, I didn't know if I should drip dry, dry or go in with a wet wipe. Dodged a bullet there, I guess. Okay, call me crazy. I don't, I don't think this is that weird for a guy, for a guy. I get it. Like, even if, if a girl told me that she preferred wet wipes, I'd be like, yeah, that's weird for sure. And like, it's probably kind of problematic, but um, not problematic, like culturally problematic, like vaginally, like oh, too much moisture down there, you know. But for a guy, it doesn't it doesn't weird me out. I don't know if that's right or wrong. That's just my personal take on it. Did not expect for my career to take me to a place of discussing what what ways are best for a man to keep his butthole clean. But I honestly find wet wipes much cleaner, like way, way, way cleaner. Bonus, bonus, bonus. Why can I not say that word? Bonus points if they use a bidet, because that means that not only are they probably scrubbing their crack in the shower, but they're also scrubbing their crack on the toilet after they use it. Um, so yeah, I don't think this is that weird, but if, if it's your personal preference, I would give it an ick level one, maybe two. But if it's a three or four for you, then that's totally your prerogative. And yeah, I get it when he doesn't have toilet paper, like for you, that's that can be a problem. I would I personally would not only use wet wipes. Or maybe I would. All right. The next one says, Is it ick to blow your nose on the toilet, specifically in public bathrooms? I didn't know that this was even on somebody's radar of something that could be gross. I guess if you, sorry, there's so much butt crack and wiping talk in this episode, but I guess if you like wiped and then like got new toilet paper and then blew your nose, that would be kind of gross because your hands have been somewhere gross and you haven't washed them. But like if you're going to the bathroom and your first wad of toilet paper is for a nose blow, that doesn't feel weird to me. So this one really surprised me. You guys always surprise me with things that I notice about myself because I thought that I was, I thought that I was batting a thousand. I thought that all of my behaviors, like I'm a very, um, I'm very wary of breaking social norms. I try not to do it. I try to be very in line. And then you guys will submit things to me that apparently are icks or, you know, breaking social norms. And they're things I do. And I realize that all of us are doing very weird things in public at all times. And that's a frightening concept. Let me hit you with one that is, it is not normal. And I would be shocked if anybody else out there did this. So sorry if you hear this and you know it's about you. He takes tortilla chips and then cuts up hard boiled eggs and scoops the eggs up with tortilla chips. Yeah, gotta say that doesn't sound like a Michelin star restaurant to me. Doesn't sound like a man I want to spend any, any time with. Eggs and tortilla chips, I guess, you know, okay, let me, let me reevaluate here a little bit because there are a lot of Mexican breakfast dishes that include eggs and tortillas like chilaquiles. Wait, is that what they're called? I'm pretty sure that's what they're called. So I shouldn't hate too much, but the hard boiled is what gets me. Um, hard boiled eggs are, you know, along with bologna and American cheese, they're another thing that I'm humiliated that I love. And it's not something I would ever, I was going to say ever admit, <laughs> and then I, I did. Um, not something I would ever brag about, not something I would ever encourage other people to do, but hard boiled eggs chopped up with a chip. Uh, oh, that's got to be an egg level three or oh, maybe four, maybe four, maybe four. Okay. Next one. Oh, Maddie, my very bestest friend help. Oh, I thought, oh, cute. I thought that she was saying something about her bestest friend, but she was calling me that guys. She was calling me her bestest friend. Okay. I just want to soak that in. I started seeing this guy, nothing serious, but we've been on three dates. He's sweet and easygoing and he pays for my food. And so far I haven't found any red flags, at least in person. So the other day I was swiping through Tinder and as a single, as a still single woman does, 
and I found his profile. Maddie, when I tell you that my jaw hit the floor. First picture, biggest boner, clear as day. Could see it straight through the pants. Then the bio, here's what it said. I'll treat you like my motorcycle, full of fluids and make you scream. Not once has this man ever mentioned sex around me or that it's all he's looking for or anything. And well, I mean, obviously this was a huge ick, but is it enough to ghost him and never see him again? Because ew, <sighs> yeah, it is. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with liking sex or being in tune with your sexuality. But when you make a joke as bad as I'll treat you like my motorcycle full of fluids and make you scream, any, no, no, that is what I have a problem with. I don't even have a problem with him having a weird, like horny Tinder profile. It's that his sense of humor sucks. So yes, that is enough to ghost him. And I am going to give that whole concept an ick level five. So congratulations. If this is you, boner man, you are now on the same level as people who talk in baby voices to their mothers. Okay, next. He occasionally does a really spot on Smeagol impression, but only once in a long while. <laughs> if he was a talented impressionist, I would feel differently. And if it was a different impression, I would feel differently. But the fact that it's Smeagol slash Gollum, and it's only every now and again, I'm going to give it a Nick level four. I don't feel like I'm giving out enough fours. I mean, a little too lenient. Giving a lot of threes out for, for, for where fours deserve to be. I'm going to give that a level, a level four. Excellent. Sorry, I'm going through these kind of fast because I want you to hear the rest of them. Oh, gosh, where am I? I lost my spot. Okay. When I lived abroad for a year, my boyfriend at the time stopped using toothpaste when he brushed his teeth to live a more sustainable lifestyle. I literally left the country and never spoke to him again. There are better ways to be sustainable. All right. There are so many more steps that you can take before giving up your hygiene and before giving up toothpaste. Like give up single-use plastic. Commit to picking up garbage. Don't run your water for a long time. I don't know. There's just so many better options than giving up toothpaste. Speaking of which, I got a tooth pulled this week. What the hell? What the hell, dentists? What are you trying to trick us into? Because my options were get a $2,500 crown or just get my tooth pulled for like $200. Yeah, I don't want the tooth. If it, it, My tooth, it's my very back tooth. That is not worth $2,500 to me. Not even in, in no world is, are any of my teeth worth that much. I would rather have them all pulled and wear dentures. Like, I don't get, I know there's a lot of very honest dentists out there. I get a lot of feedback from people when I say that dentists are scamming me, but it just feels like, what am I supposed to do? Fight them on it? Like when they say, oh, you have a cavity and we need to fill it. Like, and I'm al already there and like under the knife. I can't just say no. My dentist will literally come in and have me sign the paper as I'm getting Novocaine to, to pay for it. It just feels like a weird MLM. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Um, next one, when my husband uses, oh, this one was another one that, that I couldn't figure out the uh, logistics of it or the like mechanics of it. When my husband uses his tongue or bottom lip to push his breath to his nose to see if it smells or not. Yeah, I can't do that one. Somebody send me a video of how that works. Oh, I forgot to, sorry, I haven't been ranking these. The Smeagol Gollum one, I think I did rank. Lived abroad, when you lived abroad and he gave up toothpaste. Yeah, ick level four, for sure. Deal breaker, for sure. I mean, not as bad as somebody talking to their mom in a baby voice, but worse than somebody with a bad Smeagol impression. Um, When my husband uses his tongue or bottom lip to, yeah, I don't know why we're still like checking breath. 
because can't you taste it? Like, can't you tell when you have like garlic breath or just like morning breath? Like, how are you guys not knowing if your breath smells bad? Here's a good rule of thumb. If you feel like your breath might smell bad, it probably does smell bad. (laughs) Okay. And these last two, both unconventional, both spot on examples of what the ick is. First one, when they can't find a parking spot, (laughs) something that is totally not their fault and absolutely makes sense why it's a turnoff. And this last one, not me, but my roommate and coworker says, what the ish instead of shit. And he's a dip with a P instead of a dick and many other things like that. I can't handle swear word replacements. I I can do some of them like freaking. I get freaking like I know that that's like something that people use in place of swear words. Yeah, but shiz, ish, dip, any of those can't handle them. If a friend or somebody I was interested in dating did it, it would be an immediate turnoff. Like, come on, we, we got to get past this. We got to get past this. It's okay to say shit. It's okay. You, d- you don't need to. We're, it's just us here. It's just us. However, I do get it because it took me probably a year to start swearing on the podcast, even though it was something I did in real life. I was just, I was so scared, but I'm giving you permission now. So if anybody questions why you start swearing, you just say that Maddie told me I should start. All right. There is the ick list to end all ick lists. I love you guys. I'm sorry that so many of you are surrounded by so many icks. I'm sorry for the ones that I put into the world. I'm sorry for the ones that I participate in, but I think we're all going to get through this together. I am going to put on my Instagram a little question box today to see if you agree with my icks or with my ick rankings and how I graded them. I hope that you guys join me again next week. We're going to do round two of small scale drama. You guys ate that up could not get enough and neither could I. So we're going to do it again. And I'm so sorry that last week I did not leave you with a be safe, be kind, be hot. So I'm going to say that now. Remember to subscribe, rate, review. I appreciate it so much. I love you all. Thank you so much for your support, for listening, for being my best friends. And remember to be safe, be kind, be hot. I'll see you next week. Love you. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can catch a new episode of The Bad Broadcast every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Also, I want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast for all the -the behind-the-scenes action and more information. Talk to you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.